Good afternoon and welcome to Doc Talk Podcast. Today is uh, Monday, the 24th. Um, brought to you live from Lake Charles, beautiful Lake Charles, Louisiana. And we've got... And Nantucket. Nantucket. It's gorgeous here today. Holy smokes. So I hear. We're going to get some wind in the next couple days, though. Really? Dad yeah. sent me a some pretty cool pictures um he's out there on a mass ave today he's up in the bucket i guess he's moving like the oh. last three houses connections moving them back a, a pole but he sent me a picture of the water and the beach and it was freaking awesome so it must have been like three years ago i did actually i couldn't have done my best because it didn't work but i tried to convince my wife to move our family out to mass ave because uh, at that point there was like a really cute cottage that had four bedrooms but the rooms were like if a twin bed and like a nightstand fit in it that would have been an exaggeration but it was just <laughs> awesome in every way and so we ended up take we obviously didn't do it just because it probably wasn't practical but i think everyone's figured out i'm a bit of a dreamer and my wife and i <laughs> took a walk yesterday out there and she's like we're such idiots. We should have done this. I'm like, I told you. Like, it's the first time she's ever told me I'm right. But that's like the best area on the island, in my opinion. Especially raising oh, yeah. kids. But yeah, I, I mean, you your, yeah. once you got to start driving them in, maybe it gets a little bit tougher, I guess. But oh god, yeah, it's not that can, practical. But it'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean. It's still Nantucket, so it's still freaking awesome. Either way. I'll be curious to see what happens. I think I shared around a photo. Somebody posted on like the Days of Ore, I think, that Facebook page, which I'm not good on Facebook, so I'm probably already screwing something up. But like a picture of we were trying to guess the date of Madiket, looking back at the bridge. And finally we figured out it was like mid to late thirties. And we did that based on the date the bridge was built, which I think was in 37 or 38. But it was incredible okay. to see. I mean, erosion's no joke. And it probably eroded probably 150 feet. And now we're right up next to the yeah. bridge. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, because I think it's with the downloadable Google Earth. If you download the app, you can go through and like run the slideshow. And that's pretty wild to like, even just looking at the parking lots of Madiket and Cisco, just to see where the parking lots were, where the roads were. And now there's not even a road there anymore. And it's just, it's pretty wild. It's crazy. The amount of um, vegetation, all those pitch pines that are there, kind of like mm-hmm. that like, or black pine, they call it that like invasive scraggly grows up in like eight years type pine. When you look at those older photos, they're never on the South Shore, and now it's loaded on the South Shore, like in Cisco, out in Madiket. It's just interesting. Huh. Yeah. I, uh, it's ever-changing, and it's kind of what we know. It's always the winter time will take it away. Sometimes in the spring, it'll, it'll bring it back. Sometimes it doesn't bring it back. But it's one of those things we've grown to love, I guess. Um, so how's the fishing going? It's pretty good. Um, Have you fished? Have you caught a fish? Oh, yeah. I've definitely caught fish. Um, I haven't fished as much as I've wanted to just because I'm busy. 
but I think I fished more than anyone I know except Corey at this point. So I got to say I'm in, I'm good. I have a, a daily routine where whenever I wake up, which is usually around 5.30-ish or whenever that sun's up or the birds are up, I go out and I hit the South Shore. And so long as there's been enough water out there, because I often, you just can't hit the perfect tide every time. But I've caught fish more often than not, and it's been really fun. And you know what's really cool is, actually back to that erosion conversation, I would say the stretch of beach I like fishing most is between Cisco and Maya Comet. And that whole stretch has changed so much really, uh, in the last like nine months. And it's been fun. Like I enjoy finding these new holes and yeah. it's still early in the season. So we're finding what's producing and what's not. And clearly you get some bigger fish moving in and different bait. But uh, I've really enjoyed this, this last couple, like two weeks, just start walking the beach for an hour yeah, or so. And then finding your around. new favorite spot, you know? Yeah. Yep, there's a ton of though. There's a ton of um, bait fish, or sh- uh, they look like shad, all across the South Shore and have been for about ten days. Yeah, I did. I saw the the uh, uh, article just online on the Inky Mirror. It was pretty funny because just the title of the article is "Hundreds of Bait Fish," but <laughs> hundreds of bait fish would be like one bait ball that we observe in like yeah <laughs> in a morning trip, maybe. It's just like a comparison. They try to exaggerate it. And uh, it's just, if anybody knows fishing, it's like, that's not that yeah. many bait fish if you're trying to get the point across. <laughs> yeah. So what happened there? Do you know? Uh, uh, no, I just think we've had so much south wind. It's just, I think that there's a ton of bait and the seals are just gorging themselves. Yeah. It's a shame we don't have bigger fish yet because... It would be just unreal. But to, they're on their way. Well, you think? I, I well, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, everything's behind, and we've had the best spring I can remember. So yeah, like don't get me wrong. There's plenty of fish we caught, and bluefish were caught. Okay, you asked me how the fishing is. Let me just give the quick recap. Um, they probably showed up in earnest about a week ago. And when I say earnest, I mean most people who spend time on the water have been catching them. Yeah, and even those that haven't, like I was so psyched. There's a, a 12 year old kid that um, I adore. He's awesome. I coached him in hockey for years. He texted me last night, and I didn't see the text. He goes, "Cam, where should I go fishing?" 20 minutes later, it was a "Never mind, I caught one" <laughs> type text. Uh, and he ended up right uh, at Schneidy's at at Cisco. So yep. th- there, there's plenty of fish around. Um, I've heard of a few fish that are kind of in that 26, 27 inch range. Uh, but, uh, and, and like Corey's been fishing the Harbor a ton. I fished it a couple times. He had a 15 fish trip the other day, but I think that's not the norm. Really? Um, nice. Uh, mostly yeah, in the Harbor. Not, mostly no in the Harbor. Yeah. Spot, actually, but... uh, the North shore is holding a ton of fish. I had a fun fish Sweet. out there on Saturday with a little bit of wind in there. Okay. Uh, Very nice. yeah, it, these fish are super active. It, Honestly, it's a time of year where you think you're being creative with using new tackle. <laughs> yeah. They'll eat anything that swims <laughs> in front of them. <laughs> so, uh, like, do you have to, I mean, obviously you don't have to, there's plenty of people catching them on the beach, but is there an advantage to being on the boat right now? Or no? I don't think so. I think, no. in fact, being on the boat pushes you away from the fish a little bit. 
Okay. Uh, I think being on the boat in kind of like, if you know how to get creative, and by creative I mean like tucker knock and do some cool different spots, then you're yeah. fishing on your own and you can drift some nice water. Yep. But when we typically think of boat, I think it's like running around and chasing them in the rips. And like there's no advantage to be on anything bigger than a, a skiff at this point. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's a wonderful time of year. It's they're the, they're the type of fish that you still appreciate. Yeah. And not that we ever get snobby, but you know, in, in mid to end of June, when you're catching some really decent fish to c- catch a 22, 23 inch fish, you kind of move on really quickly. Yeah. Um, there's something to be said about, I mean, I've, I enjoy any type of fish, but I, schoolies are special, you know, and you can just get out. Basically, you're taking advantage of the day, um, exactly. taking advantage of the weather because it's springtime, so it might not be that great. But um, you're enjoying the day, and there's a lot less pressure on it, I would say, because you're going out and exploring. Um and you get to take in the scenery and it's it's just really cool and most of them are like sight fishing if you're on if you're on the boat or just one of those things it's really cool experience for me yeah i love it It, it's our true shallow water fishing without doing any of the flat stuff Uh, i've started to appreciate the flats around nantucket more with with uh old veronica vaughn (laughs) so you you have gotten out on it besides that one time uh, we last talked about or no yep i did one other time um i've been mostly on the parker our 21 foot boat when i'm fishing but i did hop out to so clarify Veronica Vaughn, it is your 21 foot boat it is mine to be clear <laughs> although uh, <laughs> that is a little bit of contention well, at times. right now uh, it's in somebody else's it, hands it, but it acts it acts like others and i enjoy others using her yes exactly um so did you no. just drift around in the in the flat spot or no yeah i i actually so it's interesting um it's actually there's nothing interesting about it i'm just not a great polar <laughs> i never i've never <laughs> learned I like either to... but i do want to learn i want to try it um, I would say, like, if I'm grading myself, I put I pulled across an entire flat the other day. And if I'm grading myself on people who aren't good at it, I did a really good job. Like, I'm an 8 out of 10. If I'm grading <laughs> myself on people who should know what they're doing, I'm like a 2 out of 10. Yeah. But with relative amount of confidence, I got where I was going without getting turned around. And remarkably, by the end of the flat, I didn't need to think about which side I was pushing on. Yeah. So that was good, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can say I've tried it maybe two times. And the second time was this past fall. And uh, I took Dad over to Tuckernock and we were like, oh, just let's just try casting some meals off the kind of off the beach, but we'll, we'll drift towards the opening. And uh, it was just it wasn't really setting up right and <laughs> i fell off <laughs> the pulling platform and i'm like looking around for like something to blame but it it did just, you fall into the water or on oh, the boat no i fell into the boat like <laughs> smoked the seat into the ribs it was i mean it would have been pretty funny to watch but 
That's so good. <laughs> I will have to get better. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, I can find somebody to weld on a polling platform onto the the Zephyr. I I can't wait till that kind of gets more into fruition. That should be a pretty easy boat to pull, though. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah. 15 foot long. It's it's heavier than when you last saw it, but it's definitely maneuverable. Who, who's continued the work on it? Uh, nobody. Because I know it it's not Corey. No, it is definitely sat in my parents' front yard. Um, I got to do, I think I'm pretty much all set up on research. But um, kind of do a little bit more fiberglassing. And then I'll move on to fairing and then painting. So. Now, is that a project you want to finish this summer? Obviously, it'd be fun to use it this summer. But it'll take another... 30 or 40 hours of key gazebo time, fishing time, <laughs> right? This is true. Like, is yeah. that worth it? Or is it like, let's save it. It's like when you're reading a good book and it's like, shit, there's a hockey game. Like, what do I do? It's like, I'll watch hockey game and finish the book later. Yeah. At least that's um, the way my mindset works after 8 p.m. We'll see what the mindset is. I usually take a few days off before I start fishing when I get back. So if I can transform those into kind of boat days and get, let's be honest. In those and... days you're going to be holding hands, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It'll but... be a little getting to know each other with your girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. It's all good. <laughs> What's um, changed over the last three months? It's, yeah. it is pretty wild to go from like seeing 24 people, all the same 24 people. And then I get full-blown immersed into the first week of July on Nantucket. And it is a shell shock because I am probably usually find myself at the gazebo or the brewery and where you escalate that into 300 people that I have never seen before. And then there's like five or 10 people that want my attention and I'm just so wigged out. I'm glad you said it because I am too. And I think that's why we all want to be on the water so much. Like I know I'm a pretty outgoing guy and people think like I love hanging out with lots of people. I would just say I'm good hanging out with people. <laughs> I just don't really like it. Like, I, I'm a six guy around a fire pit in the backyard type guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, Grant, I don't mind being around all those people, but I do want to be with the people that I closely associate with. I guess oh. I don't mind having that bigger experience, but as long as my my group's there. Yeah. I'm hearing you. Yeah, you, where you can make it now. Yeah. Hey, are you watching any – did you watch any of that Bruins series? So, unfortunately, because I go to work at midnight, 11.30 midnight, I have not oh. caught a well, – I'm do, watching a lot of highlights, and it has been pretty fun to watch. I am, for most of you uh, who don't know me, I am a huge Bruins fan to the point where I named my uh, oldest daughter Neely, uh, and I'm obviously Cam, so there's instant credibility amongst those who uh, who question me, but uh, I, this, this season, I don't know why, whether it's just like I was, like, I'm kind of relaxed, like, not needing to go out much, and I've probably watched 50 Bruins games, probably not in their entirety. So, like, now that it's playoffs and they're playing well, it's been awesome. 
and my yeah. girls are into it, so it makes it even cooler. Perfect. Who would you yeah. rather and I actually see them play next? What's that? Bruins. Uh, that's a good question. Um, Pittsburgh's so fast. Yeah. But, but I feel I like they've struggled against Pittsburgh the Islanders the Island- this season. Yeah, they had a tough season against the Islanders, and the Islanders are so physical. And that Washington team, man, that was a physical team. Yeah. Uh, and you hate to see they, it with they, our, our friends uh, from St. Louis, but uh, the Avalanche, Avalanche did a hurting on them. Dude, they are good. <laughs> they are so good. They're, they're pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. They're probably the team to beat. I'm, I'm admittedly a bit, I'm a bit of a homer, so I kind of really only watch my team. But I yeah. have watched a, like probably four or five Avalanche games this winter, and yeah. watched a couple of these games. Holy crap! I mean, <laughs> a betting man's dream. You're gonna, you're, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna do some damage. Yeah, I mean. They're probably my West Coast team, I would say, because when I was growing up, probably your Cam Neely was my Ray Bork. I mean, I think. Oh, yeah, good point. I didn't. I watched his retirement ceremony. I don't remember how old I was. I might have been seven or eight, and I remember crying watching his retirement, watching him retire his number in the rafters. So Avalanche has always been a pretty good team to me. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just nice to have passions like this, like just like fishing. Like, no longer do we need to fish to eat, right? Yeah, it's we fish because we love it. We love being outside. Speaking of which, uh, you sent around and maybe you could put it in Instagram link or something. A killer video last week, which I watched like three or four times over, and I watched oh, it. Yeah, you, know, you explain the video. So, um, I'm sure you guys have heard of Steve Ranella, which is, um, meat eater podcast and he's got the meat eater Netflix show as well. Um, but he obtained this aluminum skiff and he kind of puts an engine on it, but that's about it. And then he goes and he takes it to. Um, the first stop is JT Van Zant in Rockport, Texas, and they just spend a day on it. They can kind of do whatever they want to it within a day and then they'll fish with it the next day. Um, and then the next episode, they go to Austin. I think they take it to Florida next. Um, but it's pretty cool just to kind of really levels the playing field of how people might think they have an advantage on a certain boat or a certain skiff. Um, and it's just kind of run down aluminum skiff and just really gets to the, the meat of why we all fish and what it is to us. Um, but in that first episode, they're, they're red fishing down in Texas and they catch a couple redfish. They ended up being slot fish. And so JT is more of a fly fisher, more of a probably conservative soul where he doesn't, really recommend killing fish, but he definitely respects kind of if you have to take a fish and feed your family, then by all means do so. But the kind of words that he used is like, if you're coming out here just to catch your limit, you lose all focus on your surroundings and being in the moment and just absorbing all of it. Cause you just focus on getting that, 
limit and it's just it was pretty pretty cool if you're on youtube check out das boat steve ranella and jt van zant um i couldn't I, couldn't I have really said it, it like really any better yeah I, when i watched it i was just taken back you get those moments where like i didn't know what i was in for candidly when he sent it to me and i i, I obviously know him but i didn't know like I didn't know what it was in for, but it felt really pure and like soulful, like, and not in like a poetic way, just like the guy was so thoughtful and, and meant what he said. And it's like, there is so much beauty in this world. Like you're going for the beauty, but part of the beauty is catching the fish and sustaining yourself off of it to a certain extent. And like, that meant something to me, like instantly he gutted this fish and his first words were, we've got to put part of this fish back into the fishery and let its soul evolve and live within its surroundings. And it's just like when you can understand it on that next level is when it's really OK to kill some of these fish. And, like you know, we're all conservationists and we release ninety nine point nine percent of what we catch. But there's something meaningful to eating something out of the ocean that is swimming around hours before and so healthy and so invigorating that I don't want to lose sight of that either. Like, you know, like it's, it's cool and real and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what they had like redfish ceviche and made some tacos and other stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, it's all pretty cool. Like I can't remember the last time I've, kind of kept my own striped bass but i would be down for it. i know that i would use 80 percent of it so and i'd share it with others so it definitely wouldn't go to waste but to us just being out there and being watching those fish come out of the water after a squid is just 10 times means 10 times more to us than taking it home oh yeah for sure and kind of to bring it back around that's what's so cool about this time of year is like you feel an instant connection with the fish because 99 nine, nine times out of ten you're seeing the fish before you at least a lot of what we're doing um in the harbor you're often targeting the fish there's it's shallow water sometimes you're seeing the wake and Top to water. me that's where it's like becomes an intimate experience rather than catching one of a hundred fish that are sitting in the back of a wave on a rip. Like, yeah, like I just like when you're like, look in the eyeball of a fish before you even cast to it. And then you cast to it, you bring it in. You're like, dude, we just did something together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you single out a certain fish and like you said before, it's the closest thing we get to kind of sight fishing down on the flats in in Florida or in the Bahamas. So it's another reason why it's excellent. Hey, I got a question for you because I was thinking about – I was using um, uh, kind of like a spook, which I don't use much. It's uh, Captain Nat's favorite lure. And just yep. because he loves it, I've been using it. And it's super fun. It's it's in my arsenal now, and I'm using it, I don't know, a lot. And watching the fish explode on that on the south shore like behind waves has been really fun. Yeah. Uh, and obviously my mind wanders when I'm fishing. I'm like, oh, I wonder what else I'd catch on this thing. And – it got me to thinking, if you, if I'm going to put you, like, give you the opportunity to be a fish for a day or a week, and you're, but you can only choose that fish based on the way it's eating, 
what would you choose? And I'll give you examples. Like you might be a, a lazy bastard and just like sitting in a riverbed and just pop up and like eat appetizers. Like if you're a guy yeah. who likes to go to Nautilus and just like small plates, maybe you want a trout. If you are um, someone who just likes like to feed, like bulimic and loves to feed, 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 throw up, <laughs> feed, 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 maybe you want to blue, be a bluefish. Maybe if you're a sneaky bastard, you're you're like, ooh, I'm gonna be a fluke. No one's ever gonna see me, and I'm just gonna <laughs> grab something as it wanders by me. <laughs> like, what do you think you'd be, just based on feeding habits alone? I mean, at the beginning of that, I wanted to say like it'd be pretty awesome to be a bluefish because it it seems like they'd never really run out of food. Like, they get to the point where they eat so much and they throw up, and then they have to eat some more. Um, but the way you described them, it was like, I don't think I really want to be that full, you know? Um, <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> and just, wanting a little just bit more. eating, eating anything and everything in sight. Like, um, you need some downtime. Yeah. I would say it's like that Thanksgiving feeling all day long. It's like, I'm cool. <laughs> I mean, the, the flounder thing would be pretty cool. Just like, nah, I think I'll snack on that. I think oh, maybe I'll snack on that too. Just but then go back in your hole and kind of chill out and hide for a little bit. You know, what about you? I, I asked a buddy that this week, and he's like, "I'd be a swordfish." I'd be like, "You fucking live like twelve hundred feet down, and like that sounds like a terrible species to pick." I just think they were thinking of something cool. I mean, uh, a sailfish would be pretty cool. Like you kind of go so out. So that's and where go, I was gonna go. Yeah, just like I, blow your sail up and kind of just corral everything in and well i like that like because another buddy uh who i asked the question to uh said a tuna and i'm like man it's too much work to be a tuna yeah and you're cold a lot like like if you're if you're into the hunt then i would say a tuna but that's like a lot of hunting but sailfish it's like four or five buddies like hey chris you want to go eat something yeah man let's go (laughs) hey look like over there is a bunch of cheeseburgers. Okay, you circle those cheeseburgers that way. I'll circle these cheeseburgers this way, and that's going to be our meal. Cool? Yeah. Okay. Let's make a show of it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I asked the question originally with fluke in my mind and evolved to sailfish. So I'll yeah. probably evolve again. Yeah, I do like that. Um, and then you asked the question the other day that was, oh, if you could have, was it one fish or Oh, if fish? you could have, yeah, if you, okay, let's. Assume you have an awesome fish tank at home and you can make every fish in this world three inches, but you can only have one kind of fish in that fish tank, call it three, four, five of the fish. What fish would you want to most watch swimming around your fish tank? And these could be like, again, a three inch striper, a three inch fluke. Although fluke would be the worst because you're like looking at an empty fish tank the whole time until you feed them. But that might be kind of cool. Like it's a magic trick. The kids come over and it's like, Hey, look at this. Uh, like maybe that's where the swordfish becomes cool. I don't know. What do you got? I think, it, I mean, it might get boring after a while, but seeing a tuna kind of swim around in circles, just everything about tuna is just pretty cool to me for some reason. So the fish that I came up with was the fish so nice they named it twice. Mahi Mahi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Just know because why. How actually, have I never heard that reference before? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to answer for me. Uh, no. Yeah, it's 
first off, they're just beautiful. So when you get bored of like the spectacle of like having fish, cause everyone will like a week or two in much like my kids are already bored of our rabbit and we'll have him for the next seven years, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> What'd you name him? At least. Oh, the rabbit. It's a, her, her name's Sarah. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's very, she's very nice. Nice. Uh, poops everywhere. <laughs> So I was going to say, the dogs, like, the dogs eat the poop, so not. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, two rabbits just showed up in my dad's garden and he's looking for names. So I was just pondering. Uh, Sarah's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, sorry. So I, I would choose a mahi only because actually I think they're a lot like bluefish in that mm-hmm. like they're, they're somewhat aggressive. They go all through the water column. Their colors are phenomenal just to get to stare at their colors. Mm-hmm. So it'd like be a really fun aquarium fish. That's great. I do. Yeah. So you're, did, for some reason, that didn't tuna, come to mind. Yeah. Maybe your tuna and my mahi will have played eight sometime. I'm sure they would. Did yeah. you know uh, Sam Herrick told me that um, Hal really doesn't like it when people in the Northeast call them mahi mahi? He thinks. What's called a dorado? He, doesn't, he, he would prefer them up here called dolphin dolphin not dorado yeah uh i'm happy to switch anything but i just need a good reason for it i well down south they're mahi mahi kind of like down south false yeah but i just think that makes everything confusing yeah it does like where's the where's the point that you can switch calling them a certain name I don't know. Is it south of Mason Dixon or? Well, no. Or are because... we calling it like the the Chesapeake, where they call rockfish stripers? True. So each species has to have its own division line. Because we should get on false albacore are well. False albacore are false albacore in North Carolina. I wonder what they're in South Carolina. Oh, they're dinner. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> No, they're not dinner. Have you ever anywhere. eaten? A, have you ever eaten a false albacore? No, and I feel guilty. We should let's make an effort to eat one this fall because, as we're going off conservation speak, just for us to say that they're terrible just feels like I'm like me telling my daughter to eat broccoli and she's not eating it. But I'm like, but you've never tried it. It feels very similar. Like True. we kill enough. We kill enough just because the natural catch and release type prospect like to see get one in the gill there's one less that yeah. you're going to give to the seal so how about that okay, the so next one you... that we know is going to die by a seal we just keep and eat smoke, you'll do that I with guess. me sure try yeah, anything i think we have to i think we have to smoke it yeah i'm uh, that, mentally preparing a... for that <laughs> now the question is is it like one bite i feel like we have to get a serving and yeah maybe I mean, finish half a serving yeah we'll come up with the right amount but it can't be one can, bite we can deliver it up for a, a fun timber dinner Ooh, that's good <laughs> Steak <and laughs> that's chips. like you yes it's like when someone catches a new species specifically a tuna and you gotta eat the heart and then you like eat one little bite of the heart and you like spit it out. And it's like, well, technically you did it, but like we're in the moment here. Like this yeah. is where like, <laughs> and I'm sure there's about 16 beers to wash the whole thing down. Let's just oh, yeah. go. Easily. Yeah. Um, remember, was that last year we talked about 
having a just in the harbor tournament. Oh my like goodness, I would love that. Kind of yeah. just to see what or when you when would the best time be? Okay, we've tournament. talked about two tournaments and one was like a one fly or a one lure tournament that mm-hmm. once you lose it, you're done. And then the other one we talked about was like and you have to remind me this, I have another topic I want to talk about in a second, is like largemouth bass fishing in a lake type tournament. Yeah. And that just... I think would be a riot. <laughs> like a four hour derby. Yep. First point to Monomoy in. Twelve boats go. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Um which one were you inside the jetties? About? I think it was that one. And then I was I just to love it where you're fighting over spots and it's like you got to get creative because by a certain time with 12 boats, you're going to blow out all the spots. So, uh, and we all know there's some deeper holes that you just have to fish a little bit differently in there, even though we like fishing the shallows. I think that would be a killer tournament. A yeah. four hour end up at slip 14 at the end of it. May the best man win. Yeah. I was thinking like another tournament. I know striped bass only have like seven or eight stripes. I think it's seven. Yeah, but it could do like a tournament, I don't know, maybe a Bonita tournament, whatever fish has the most stripes, you know, as opposed to like just weight or the length. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some, anything, like but, anything but weight tournament, you know? Yeah, like count your fish in creative ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do they have? That, that's, that's like the tournament we started years ago that we never finished called size matters where what was that one it was it was just an inches tournament it's like whoever has the most inches wins okay <laughs> uh you catch your biggest bluefish bass i can't remember it was uh fluke In any case your biggest four or five species and it was just inches and it's just one fish so whoever has the most inches yeah. wins it's kind of like so, a slam, but just one fish. No, the slam's not like that. No, no, you can do multiple fish. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking, I think I found one of our fishing destinations that we need to go to. Where's that? I just bumped into a buddy this winter, and or this, this morning, and I was asking about his winter, and he didn't get down to Florida until mid-March. And he, when we think of Florida, we think the ocean, we think of palm trees. When he thinks of Florida, he thinks of like, big lakes in the middle of Florida. Yeah. And he loves largemouth bass fishing. And so I love picking his brain because that's a sport I would get really into is largemouth bass fishing, but I just don't do it. Like, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I didn't know there were, I've never caught a largemouth on Nantucket. Uh, buddy Jimmy Cook caught one. Actually, no his way. daughter, his five, <laughs> his five-year-old daughter caught one out of a pond the other day. Really? I just thought that was yeah, it's cool. That's pretty wild. I know, and it uh, looked huge because she was five. <laughs> yeah, I know the the boys are up case, in Maine this weekend or this week. The are they doing crew. the smallmouth? Uh, okay. I, so, Mike Thurston, I think the only guy who actually listens to this podcast with regularity won't be listening to it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, he might have some service up there. Oh yeah, I'll send it to him. In it, so, in any case, I was talking to this guy. I was like, "How was it?" He goes. Well, I got there a little late for my lake, but he goes, it forced me to explore a little bit. And I found a lake. He goes, it was two hours in 
on a dirt road. And he goes, think of the worst dirt road on Nantucket. And it was twice as bad. He goes, to the point where when I got there, I had to reattach my engine because all the bolts had shaken loose. And I was like, okay, go. He, he caught 60 fish in a day. Two nine-pounders. He goes, Cam, they were really? all over three and four pounds. He goes, I would bet people haven't fished this lake in years. <laughs> he just found it on a map. <laughs> That's awesome. It's is that like amazing? Duck hunting. Um, yeah. That is pretty good. I mean, and then you can easily find some cheap spots to rent down there just for a week, okay. you know, right on the lake, That'd too. Nice. That'd be awesome. For sure. For sure. Well, uh, speaking of vacations, uh, where would you recommend? We'll call it the happy balance vacation. Like kind of like fishing, but you're going to bring your significant other. Uh, so, so beach time is important. There's correct. gotta be some sort of like life outside of, uh, I'm still all about the Bahamas. Um, but we, but definitely not like where not, we go. Yeah, exactly. No. Not and, and definitely even not like, Harbor Island, which is up north, is super nice. There's a spot in the Abacos that is like you can rent spots on the beach for like two grand for the week that they're 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 safe and they're well kept and there's little townships yep. and like two or three bars and like caters towards uh you know, American couples. Yeah, uh, and I'll get the that's where I would go. I haven't been there yet, because uh, whenever we go we go down there and I got young yeah. kids, so we're still doing the Florida thing. Yeah. Um, but the other one depends how long you have that I think we're committed to going next year is Todos Santos in Mexico. I was That actually did pop in mind. I was, when I first did the research, I was thinking like the Cayman Islands, somewhere, somewhere around there. And I'm just kind of reading online. But then Todos Santos can't, did come to mind. Yeah, I think we're going to lock in two weeks down there. Or the, really? You could go down to the Turks and fish with Will. Yeah. Um, I was that I did think about that, too. So. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, she could. My gut is she could be happy most places so long as you don't focus too much on fishing, right? <laughs> I mean. Like I picture I her doing yoga on focus. the beach. and Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know if you, if you, you might had focus any on, on watching yoga. Yeah, you'll, I have a feeling <laughs> you'll end up sport. just fine. <laughs> uh, uh, I ran else? over to the vineyard yesterday just to see what was happening over there. Oh, yeah? On Square Tail? No, Davey got a new boat. It's, oh, it's yeah. cool. It's actually a, a new. Oh, you know the boat because you yeah. kind of helped broker it. But yeah, that 27 Canyons from Grady. I'd never fished one. That boat likes to go. Holy crap. Really? Does it have a 300 on it? No, twin 250s. Okay. Um, and it's funny. It feels sluggish, and then you put the pins to it, and it's like, it doesn't like the in-between. It likes slow, and it likes fast. Gotcha. It doesn't love in-between. <laughs> but the fast. I'm trying to think of I mean, not even the fast. Like it was. That. What's that? There's other boats like that that are just not... Not necessarily not comfortable, but they are meant to go fast and nowhere in between. Yeah. Listen, I fished it for three hours, so I don't know it yet, but it, it, it loved fast. I can say that. And we were running it, not even, 
I mean, we were running at like 4,200 and at like 28, 29 knots. But mm-hmm. of course, I put it on the pins when we were coming back in, uh, when we were coming around uh, Eel Point. <laughs> 47 miles an hour and i think we could have gotten 50 in the right conditions yeah that's great boats aren't meant to go that fast but is any that going to be the new uh your new creek boat like you used to have a 25 dark blue regulator like the riley grace yeah uh i've got options on it and i like using boats <laughs> fishing <laughs> uh, the you answer like is being... probably he yeah i'm gonna use it quite a bit and i'm yeah that's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Very cool. But he's one of my best buddies. So it's like he's here for six weeks and yeah. I'll probably fish whenever he fishes. Stellar. Just more time on the water, but nothing over in the vineyard. A bunch of sand eels hatching. You could kind of see the turns working. Um, but we're probably a week away from anything fun over there. And then fish yeah. long shoal on the way home. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So there are definitely um, some bluefish slicks. Yeah. Uh, any Sebastian? Didn't, didn't even try. Didn't even try. Is uh was Billy around? Uh, he better not be because he didn't call me. Because <laughs> he texted me for some sea bass numbers, so I wasn't sure I if did. he was around. Uh, he, he like I wouldn't put. I, up- he didn't text anybody, but I wouldn't put it past him to sneak in and sneak out. Oh God, he's the worst. I totally wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Not to mention, like, he changed his Facebook profile pic. And I didn't know this, but, like, he posted a picture of, like, a large striper or someone. And someone screenshots and says, holy shit, are these fish in yet? I'm like, not those fish. What's that guy doing? He's, he's like, the one that's like, oh, no, we can't post this, right? Like, oh, oh, yeah. Wait till next <laughs> week to post it. <laughs> and then it secret he, spot, secret he spot. He would do that to get, yeah, he, he'd do that to get everybody riled up. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, um, I have this question here. How many screw-ups missed fish until you check the hook on your lure? <laughs> That's a good question because I'm not often checking the hook. I'm often checking, like, yeah. uh, the lip or the way it swims. Um but I'm always observing because, like, you notice a lot of times, and we've gotten out of using trebles, but sometimes, like, on those bigger swimmers, like, you, you keep that mid treble in, mm-hmm. and you'll notice them bent um, I, uh, probably a third time. Yeah. You're like, what is wrong? I remember uh, we were fishing the crown a couple years ago, a couple summers. And on the way out, I was just joking about cutting Kevin's hook, and somebody actually did it. I didn't even notice. And uh, he he missed, like, four or five fish and then finally checked the hook, and somebody had cut it. Oh. And it, <laughs> it was just – it was pretty funny because we had all joked about it, and I didn't realize that anybody was going to do it, and sure enough. <laughs> so now, Along those lines – if I were to tell you you're going to go out fishing and you're going to break six fish off and get none to the boat, like even switching up rods, it's like it's it, it's just poor fishing on your part or not get a whack. 
What oh. would you rather? Six hits all the time. No, not hits. I mean, like you break them off. Like it's clearly yeah. angler error. Oh well, it's the same thing. I get to watch that fish eat, get it maybe, get it close to the boat, and get mad at myself for, and then keep trying. I was trying to goat you into the other one. I'm the same way. I don't yeah. really care if I ever like land a fish. I just like, but you know, it's frustrating. We were like, oh, what did I do wrong? It's like almost better to like, <laughs> I don't even know if they were there, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I've ever gotten to that point, but I have seen people kind of get to that point. Just like, just people like maybe on the South Shore and they can't reel fast enough to like, well, you know when you get people to that point, you'll appreciate this, is when, like, when you're fishing east, and you know, like, technique is slightly important, but not, like, yes. critically important. But, yeah. like, you can have bad technique and really not catch fish easily. But, yeah. like, good technique is, like, a 3 out of a 10. So it's not hard to get to the point where you're catching fish some, some days. And you, when you get anglers who are catching, like, four five six fish and their buddy is on the boat and can't catch a fish like hey i'll switch to the bow i'll switch to the stern or you know like yeah. i want to switch lures it's just like ultimately they're doing something wrong and That's it's even worse when you're like you know exactly what they're doing wrong and you've <laughs> you've told them like multiple times and you don't know how else to put it like hey man i just told you twice to reel a little bit faster until you feel tension because that means it's in the wave and then you just see them with the pail open it's like i don't know how to tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> find some inner it, peace <laughs> yeah being a, a guide is just so stressful you know <laughs> <laughs> until the beers at the end of the day yeah um I guess well, in I, my closing, friend, and yeah, what do you closing, got? Bring it. Um, so, not sponsored ad. Um, I know you guys had mentioned that Vineyard Vines was coming out with some pants that were probably good for fishing. I never saw a pair of them. So, uh, I found some Duluth Trading Post pants, fire hose pants that <laughs> I cannot wait to try out on the water because they have my hookout pocket, my hookout loop, pliers pocket, but they're not cargo pants. So I'm excited to try them out. They're a Do little bit flexible. Do you own them or have lighter. you ordered them? I own three pairs right now. Right now they're great work pants on the ship, um, but I cannot wait to try them out on the water. And how heavy are they? They're not heavyweight, but they're not light extremely lightweight like they're not a breeze pant or something like that but they're probably like a light work pant you've piqued my interest i feel very strongly about about the the right right a pair of pants (laughs) because i wear pants if it's 90 degrees out and it's just safer with hooks coming around and when you get cold you can throw on a sweatshirt it's not like you're throwing on another pair of pants so i just wear pants every day but they're essential you keep important stuff in them and like you pick up my pants, day, so. <laughs> pick up my pants at the end of the day, and they probably weigh three to five pounds. Wallet, all the tools on them, knife, Leatherman, 
it's, oh, yeah. it's pretty crazy. But uh, it's like a full holster. We should, yeah. We, we if should you're looking for pants, try them out. We, okay, you're gonna you're gonna send them. You're gonna send me the link. I'm gonna order them, and we'll do a product review. Yep. In a couple times. Cool. Oh, and by the way, I need to order. They they claim to have the most comfortable underwear ever. Have you gotten theirs? Their underwear. I do. I own their buck naked underwear. Very comfortable. I also own their armacello underwear. Also very comfortable. You highly recommend. You, my friend, are opening up some doors for me, and I appreciate. I try that. to. I try to stay on top of it for you guys. Well. uh Big thanks to Chris Bell for uh, sourcing the best clothing out there for fishing guides everywhere. And this has been a real treat just being yeah. one-on-one with you, buddy. We miss Corey. Yeah. But, uh, Hopefully he's yeah. catching him up right now. It's good I to see the, uh, you know, nobody else knows this, but I can see your face and you can see mine, I think. But it's nice you look to see the weather. The I the love the mustache. <laughs> yeah. It's about the only thing I can grow out here. So, and some sideburns too, but. Oh, they look beautiful. <laughs> so one day in, you'll connect them. In closing, um, I remember the first time Sarah met you. You were on a run. True. And she thought you were Corey, easily mistaken. Yes. Um, because and... I was hung like an ox, or because I was really <laughs> handsome. Exactly. Um, yep. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, you're not Corey," and you're like, "No, I'm Cam." And she's like, "Oh, well, I date." Christopher Bell, and you're like, tell him to shave his mustache or something like that. <laughs> but what I do remember out of that is the fact that, because you guys had only been hooking up at the time, and the fact that she committed to the word date, or I think it was yes. date, not girlfriend, but it was a, a committal term that yes. I reached out. I was like, dude, I think you got a girlfriend. <laughs> I think it was a good thing because you were into her. It's not like oh, yeah. you were like, back, no, certainly. Like, hey, I'm out here. I'm going to the ship. And like, dude, you got a girlfriend? It was more like, hey, this is cool. I was psyched for you. Yeah. Um, uh, cause she... And she's hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank Although you. that doesn't define a woman. She's also right. a wonderful person. Yes. You wonderful human being. Um, <laughs> she texted me. She's like, uh, so I, I told Cam that we're dating. I was like, I mean, that's fine with me, but I usually like to kind of do that in person, like be a man and ask you out. But I mean, I will accept those terms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm some conduit in some way, shape oh, or yeah. form. Is that yes. what we're saying? And yes. for that, I thank you. I'm here for you, my friend. Appreciate you. Well, I can't wait to see you in person. Yes. We will see a you again next time. A few short weeks away. Yes. Sleeping pills ain't working for me I'm wide awake Talking to these naked walls They ain't got too much to say I get tired And my mind goes out the gutter The past and present run together Kind of like they used to 
I can't believe that you're not alone long Happy as hell ain't done moved on But he's a banker down in Austin I thought you always hitting it there Or I'd be a little more in your phone Just don't make me believe these things I can't you 